This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. Hello, hi y'all. This is Daniel Eisenman, the host of the Breaking Normal podcast, where my guests are all invited based on the frequency of synchronicity, all done in person, and all trailblazers and the breaking of all things normal. You hear that? That's my special guest for the intro. He said, let's do it. So here we go. We are pressing record. This next podcast was so special. I interviewed Alice Starrick from the Golden Hoof, my uh, favorite farm down the road where I do most of my shopping. And uh, Wit here had the opportunity. I've known Wit for what? We try to do some calculations. Over 20 years. Wow. We used to play baseball together, be neighbors. He comes from a family of three boys, too. Yeah, you don't have the right. sister, though. I don't. But I you don't. have a little boy now. I do. You think he'll listen to this? Have you listen to the podcast yet? Oh, uh, well, if, uh, if it's anything as great as Tri-Vitamins has, is and has shown me to be, then he probably doesn't have any choice. Yeah, you've had quite the week here. So, Wit, amongst many people, since I've uh, put a pause in hosting retreats, I have this little epic landing pad, nest, man cave with Davina every other week here in West Boulder, right where the creek comes out of the canyon. You got to spend the week and you got to see some of the behind the scenes, Tribe Vitamins Manufacturing and the labs and where we get the labels and some of our retail accounts like the Golden Hoof. Hey, if someone's listening and you're in Boulder and you want to get some Tribe Vitamins without paying for shipping, just ship on over to the Golden Hoof and get some raw milk and bone broth with them. And some of the things we talked about and wit, let me, before I talk about what we talked about, what do you remember from the show? What do you, what do you uh, anticipate, anticipate people expecting here? Well, Alice Starlick or Stark, excuse me, uh, was a very pleasant person. Um, I, I was immediately impacted by how personable she was and how uh, everything came so easy about talking about her everyday life, how she got there and had no trouble uh, at all going through um, how her everyday routine would be, no problem. It seemed like giving tips on health things, this or that. Um, the, the conversation where the location was was probably more surprising than anything, but um, it was such a fulfilling and also liberating experience. If I remember correctly, you said this was your favorite one. It was. It was. And it, it probably shows. will be. I, I Unless, unless we, unless tribe vitamins, which it will be obviously, uh, shooting to the moon. Um, if there's any other, uh, really impactful podcast, obviously there will be, but in my personal opinion, I, I don't think anyone would top this one. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, we talked about milk production versus A2, A1 cows. We talked about solar panels. We talked about the crazy grass straw house hut that she had built. House hut, that's that right. we were in and doing this interview. We talked about different omegas. We talked about the V word. We talked about agro-tourism. We talked about a million grass-fed cows. A million. A, a million. <laughs> we talked about pigs and chickens. I mean, it was like almost a... That's like a fairy tale. That's listen, right. Listening to this yeah, interview. That's right. Thank and, you. Um, you know, we do have a few shout outs for this interview. We got a sponsor for this podcast, uh, the Wisdom app. And obviously, before I talk about that, because I'm going to be doing something with the Wisdom app, I'm going to invite people to join. Uh, what's been your experience of using Tribe Vitamins? Uh, more than a boost, I would say, obviously. Um, the, the overall feeling of how your body feels in the morning, uh, usually whenever you're taking... Um, something heavy in the morning, whether you're eating or drinking, uh, usually you'll feel lethargic or throughout the day. Um, uh, taking tri vitamins, especially the seven before breakfast, doing, you know, our usual breath breathing exercises that we do. Um, it gives you, um, energy is not the word. I, I don't want to be, cause that's, that's, it seems like that's too small of a adjective to describe. It. I know it definitely includes stamina Absolutely. and endurance yes. and like some, uh, oomph. 
I mean, coming from the the creator himself, then that's the perfect way to describe it. And to be clear, I, I haven't created anything with this except the supply chain for people to be able to microdose on America's original multivitamin bison liver. Biased. From 100% Biased. grass-fed Listen bison. And He's we, being a little humble. Yeah, well, we get it done. We, we're just distributing God's formula for you. There's no tricks. There's nothing added. It is just freeze-dried bison liver. And we talk about that in plenty of our previous episodes. If you have questions about that, feel free to reach out. And that'll be one of the things I talk about on the Wisdom app for my first talk. You can follow me on Wisdom. My username is Breaking Normal. I think I have also my name, Daniel Eisenman, there. You'll probably see a picture of me and some bison. Um, and my intention is on the day, I have to tell you all the day that I'm going to do my first wisdom talk. It'll be at least 20 minutes long. I want to talk with you. I want to take questions. And I actually am really looking forward to making this an interactive experience. So once again, once again, Daniel Eisenman at the wisdom app. And it looks like, um, I mean, I'm not trying to celebrate anything before it happens, but it looks like we got scouted out from Kevin Harrington uh, from Shark Tank about tri-vitamins. I don't know exactly what he wants to do with it, but he wants to learn. I mean, we got they, they cold called us. Was uh, it on the 20th? Yeah, it's on the 20th. So what I'm thinking I'm going to do, that's at 2 p.m. on the 20th. What I'll do, since Davina goes back to her mom's on the 15th, let's do it on the 15th, 6 p.m. 15th, December 15th, 6 p.m. And that way I can share that call with Kevin and all y'all. And I want y'all to be there live with me. So let's do that. 6 p.m. December 15th, my first wisdom talk at Breaking Normal. I'm stoked to see y'all there. I'm stoked for y'all to get some tribe vitamins in your bellies. And I'm excited for you to get this wisdom from this podcast right into your brain hole. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. Anything else to say, Wit, before if I, you cruise? Because you're going back to Georgia Please, today. yeah. If I, if I may say that um, whenever you're talking about the uh, the attributes of the tribe vitamins, I also want to add that 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 clarity especially mentally is a big thing for me staying focused um obviously you never want to have too much of a big thing you want to have some time to relax but uh, whenever i i know whenever i take the tri-vitamins especially the bison liver um my focus is more in tune to what i'm doing my my, you had mentioned to me that your vision seemed to improve long term yeah there is because it's so loaded with retinol which is vitamin a found in flesh like animal flesh in its natural form that has been shown to uh, help people or improve their hair, skin, nails, vision, teeth long term. And I, I mean, my nails are, you saw, I can cut Absolutely, my nails. Yeah. I'm like, I, how many times do I have to cut my nails? Right. God, Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I'm not complaining. But my long vision has seemed like it's improved. And I'm stoked about that. Well, I'm just on the train waiting for it. So yeah. I can't wait to uh, continue to uh, see the company grow. I'm, I'm so excited to be part of the Tri Vitamins. I'm so excited to be to be a part of anything that, that, uh, that you have for this vision and see how it's going i'm so excited and i can't be i can't be more humble to be a part of it well you got a few tricks up your sleeve maybe you'll be on that wisdom call on the 15th at 6 p.m but uh, if people want to listen to some of your music how do you how do you you go it? to um i don't have a lot of social media i do have an instagram doesn't okay. everybody you know it's uh it's official mb wit and MB um, wit i will be recording this upcoming year with everything that's been going on it kind of slowed down obviously you know but um, I'll be I'll start recording at the uh, at the first of this year. I'll have probably like fifty demos that I'll go in there, and then I'll probably narrow it down to a good maybe ten to twelve songs. Well, he he's being a little humble too because his music that I've listened to is really good. So I'll check it out, and they can find that on uh, Spotify as well. They can M yes. dot B so like Matt dot 
What does the B stand for? Blake. So it's M dot B dot wit. And B. That's a B for Blake. Right. Those are my government names. I don't go by those names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And on that note, you have anything to say for people that are uh, all disoriented and twisted up about what's a mandate and what's a law and what to do and who to follow? Well, I believe that um, I will say this wholeheartedly um, uh, for your listeners. Um, Christ had never promised us wealth. He never promised us health. He did grant us free life through him. And I think that that's a big thing to focus on without getting into a big conversation. It, it, um, I think that it is a personal choice and it should continue to be a personal choice. Um, and I don't think that, I don't think that someone should be categorized whether they do or they don't. Mm -hmm. I really do believe that people have their own personal choice. If people want to take the chance of eating hamburgers at McDonald's every single day, they take the chance of getting heart disease, which mm -hmm. a lot of the, government officials do not talk about don't talk about health they don't talk about wellness they don't talk about eating correctly and changing your diet to possibly so you can lower your percentage of getting sick in the first place well alice sure does talk about it doesn't she i would I, say I, i'm so excited for your listeners to hear that it was it was a pleasure a pleasure listening to her talk well, let us know what you think about the interview, too, whoever you are listening to this. I, I love getting uh, reviews from y'all. I've left my phone number in some of these uh, podcasts. I got some cool texts, and I just I just think this is such a cool community we're cultivating, and what more important time to be breaking normal. So pop some Tribe Vitamins and uh, tune in to what Alice will say that you won't hear from the news, because this is some good news. And the, the good news is you have the opportunity to take action on these ideas today. Today. Well, thanks for taking so much action with Oh, well, thank you, Mr. Eisenman. Yes, sir. To be continued. Absolutely. All right, y'all. See y'all on that wisdom talk. Peace. Aloha, y'all. Oh, my goodness. We're breaking normal tonight. Welcome, Alice Starrick from the Golden Hoof to the show. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for breaking normal because uh, in so many ways, um, Alice so happens to, what would you call it? Manage, steward, own? What's the word you use? Steward. Sure. That's steward. One. <laughs> steward the land that uh, what I know is Golden Hoof. Um, which is one of my favorite parts about living in Boulder. I oh. just told uh, Carl, your husband, uh -huh. that, um, yeah, I think y'all are heroes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but well, yeah. thank you. <laughs> and um, it's just real honor to bring my daughter to my favorite grocery store in a way. It's not a grocery <laughs> store, but it's a pri private membership. How, what's the description here? Sure. Yeah. It's a private food club. Private so, food club. So, yeah, our members own all the animals on the farm. Um, therefore we're not actually selling food. Um, okay. Even though it might seem like that. <laughs> well, with this, this beautiful private membership here and bringing my daughter to go get eggs for wherever she finds them, if she wants, uh, due to consent from you and, or we can go buy them from the refrigerator along with raw milk, uh, from grass fed cows that are, is this like the A2 grass fed cows? It is. Yep. How do you, what does that mean in a real quick coconut shell if possible. Sure. So essentially when we were, I mean, for lack of a better term, genetically modifying cows um, in order to increase milk production, um, originally cows would give you know, maybe three gallons of milk max a day, uh, a dairy cow. And now the modern cows are given maybe 30 gallons a day, 20 to 30 gallons. Um, and when they made all those changes in the cows and got them to be so much more productive, there were some kind of, you know, what you might call externalities, other things that changed that were unintentional. Um, and there's seven different proteins 
in cow milk. And one of them in standard cow milk is this protein called A1. They just named it A1 because it's it's the one they found first, I guess. Um, but it, it's not a protein that's found anyplace else in, in nature. Um, it's only found in this kind of genetically modified uh, cow milk. And a lot of people have a hard time digesting it. Um, the A2 protein is the one that used to be in cow milk before they started kind of messing um, with the cows. And it's also a protein that's found in human milk. Um, so it, it's a protein that people are, our bodies are familiar with and they, they tend to digest them more easily. So that might've been more of an answer than you were looking oh, for. Oh no, I'm, this is for anyone that's followed me in my journey or been a part of it or I followed you from my journey knows that I'm into raw milk. And not only <laughs> me, but uh, my, a lot of my family members and allies. Uh-huh. Yep. So I think I'm hearing new things that I may have not understood before. So you're saying this A1 protein only showed up once cows were becoming genetically modified? Is that my understanding of what you said? That's my understanding. Now, that's not like a fact or a known and agreed to thing, but essentially the older, more heritage breeds are all, almost all A2 protein. And then the more modern, more production-oriented cows are almost 100% the A1. And they're cows that have been crossed and, you know, are a little bit of each. And, and those, you know, you have to genetically test them to find out which protein is in the milk. And there are a million different tests you can do. I mean, some milks are better for cheese. Others are better for, you know, cream. I mean, they're right because we all have different genetics. We all make, you know, things a little differently. Um, same with cows. Okay, so to farther clarify, when you uh, when people are buying A2 milk here, mm-hmm. that means that y'all have tested the genetics of the cows, or how do you, and, and does that mean it has A1 as well, or is it? No, no, okay. there's, it's, it's, you either have one or the other, oh, and essentially okay. you have one allele or two alleles for, you have two alleles for that protein, for that marker, genetic marker, and, and it could be either A1, A2, 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 or A1, A1, and so ours are... Um, the, the parents of our herd, right? The, the cows and the bulls that all the babies come from have all been tested A2, A2. So there's no opportunity for an A1 in our herd. Wow. And then do these cows only eat grass that I own? You know, uh, I mean, it's, that's <laughs> that such I a, own. I mean, <laughs> that you own. Absolutely. You know, it's a really, I, I kind of hate the grass fed term. Yeah, well, you know, people are wondering. You know, because it's not, and and this is true with pretty much every aspect of our modern food system, that the terms we use are misleading at best. And so what is grass-fed? Technically, it means that they're eating either in a pasture when the grass is green and growing or they're eating hay when it's not. But, that you know, it could be grass, it could be legumes, it could be you know, leaves off of trees. I mean, cows love eating all kinds of different plants, um, not just grass. So grass is one of the primary things. Um, And it also happens to give some of the healthiest milk when it's like grass gives a healthier milk than legumes if you were doing 100% of one or the other. But, But in the end, I think we all need variety. So, and then they allow a certain percentage of pretty much anything in grass-fed milk, but it's not enough to change 
the the basic outcome of what you're getting, right? Oh, you mean a certain percentage, meaning like a gra- 100% grass-fed cow could have not eaten only grass? It could it could be fed grains as well, but not very up many. Up to a certain percentage. Up to a certain percentage, Do you right? you know what that percentage typically is? You know, is? I'm not remembering right now. If I want to say it's like about maybe three to five gallons of, of something, you know, like a five-gallon bucket of, of grain or something like that a day. Wow. Um, a day, <laughs> yeah. And well, that cows would still eat a be lot. Grass fed. Cows eat a lot. Yeah. yeah but this really thickens the plot. It, well, it does, and <laughs> yeah. that's true with everything, right? And so our cows, they don't eat any grain. Um, our cows eat out of the pasture. They eat hay that we cut, and then we're currently growing. I'm trying to remember if it's barley or wheat right now, but we'll we'll switch back and forth. But we'll we'll grow sprouts for them, um, especially in winter. So we'll do, and I think right now it's wheat sprouts, but honestly, I, I, you know, barley sprouts are probably a little bit better. We, we go back and forth because again, variety is better. You know, you don't want to eat the same thing every day and neither does a cow. And on that note, um, the, the idea that just like also thickens the plot of like sprout fed, <laughs> sprout fed <laughs> sure. milk. What, is sure. it, what they call it? Grass fed milk. Isn't that funny? So yeah. it's like, but grass fed cows that produce milk yep but sprout fed and they're like what else could you feed a cow i even i i trust oh hello okay so maybe that's a sign to not conclude this because i don't know if this is going to stomp on any trademarks but let's just pretend it doesn't okay i I don't know where my friend is with developing the website but like what if you fed a cow ganja like they ate a lot of ganja grass-fed (laughs) <laughs> are you know they anyone that's ever done that or anything like they, different kind of superfoods that might produce crazy sure, milk? Sure. No, we've done sprouted hemp. You know, they're not really crazy about weed. Um, we were growing hemp for a while and we were growing it in our pasture because it, it's, it's, it seemed like it might be a great thing to grow in the pasture. I mean, I, we don't like to grow monocrops here, right? We like to grow polycultures. Um, things generally you're, you can grow more soil and you can grow healthier plants when you're growing things in polycultures. It's more natural, right? Well, what does that word mean? Polyculture? Poly, poly and many. Okay. So, okay. um, it's essentially you want, and, and it's the same is true for like a cow when they're eating, right? Uh, you know, and a cow that was eating in nature would probably eat about a hundred different plants a day. Like biologists who have followed, you know, cows or different animals and studied them, they eat a huge variety of okay. plants. Like they're not just going to eat alfalfa Do because they eat alfalfa things, is so amazing. Like they eat grasses that even they're toxic to humans. Is that true or no? Do you know? I mean, sure. They they eat grasses that are toxic to cows in small amounts, right? Because okay. You know, most things that are toxic are also medicine in certain, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, it, yeah, it's, I hear that. I hear so that. I think, you know, we, we tend to look at everything as black and white and, and things just aren't, you know, that's not, it's shades of gray, you know, and, and I would say, you know, people are like, oh, you know, you, you feed alfalfa to a dairy cow, you know, yeah, well, I feed alfalfa to our dairy cows, but, but I want to feed a million different things to our dairy cows because that's how they're going to thrive. And especially if I give them the choice, because for me to think I know better than them and, and not give them a choice is, it, you know, is it's colossally stupid. Um, <laughs> I'm just excited to tell my friends, like, you, is that grass-fed milk? And I'm like, that's a million grass-fed milk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, right? Like, the more biodiverse, the better. Yeah. I mean, that's that's true for all of us, you know? I mean, you can say one food is the healthiest on the planet, but if that's all you eat, it's not going to be good for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, here I am getting caught up on the cows. But there's, 
there's a lot it's of other things me. like you, chickens and you ducks. Go where you want to go, yeah. And geese and pigs and do a million lamb things. Yeah. And, and it's all on this land and right, right here. It's all around us, right? Sure. Here. Yeah. And we have a couple of leases as well. We have some open space leases. So Boulder, the city of Boulder open space, some of their ag lands we're leasing, which is awesome. We have some private leases as well. And, and I want to make sure I note, because um, in case you see like a video of this at any point, uh, we the, uh, before Alice began, you know, my, are you good? Is everything? And she looked, I'm surrounded by mud. And I'm good. <laughs> Something like that. I might have misquoted that barely. But we are in a, a cob home, a mud cob home. Sure, what are we it's in? It's straw bale and cob. Yeah. So what 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 is the purpose of what you're building here? Because uh, when I first came here, I, I thought the... the architecture is also as amazing as the permaculture and i've been to some pretty crazy places it's particularly a place in like cedro woolly washington from a guy named sunray kelly who built like a whole cob home like hobbit cool. community uh -huh. of sorts they're cool. like in the shapes of like dragons and yonis and beyond and it's crazy <laughs> i would stuff. love that <laughs> yeah you should go there you would really it's like this and it's all run on spring water and he has like uh -huh. apple orchard it's amazing but yeah. it reminds me a lot of this place because i realized the homes may have been built the same way he like sure. builds with his hands with yeah. mud yeah this I mean, is, and yeah. what I see, I, we're like we're we're under construction in a way, but <laughs> I literally see like straw and mud coming out of like yarn, <laughs> yarn sort of holding it together with electrical outfits all all wrapped around it. Like you're getting ready to build a, a full uh, dome home here. So it's, <laughs> I felt like I walked into the earth when I came here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what is what can I you tell? I've never heard you talk about this at all i've only talked yeah. to you about the animals and such yeah i thought it'd be kind of fun to bring you in here <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's amazing it's really crazy actually i mean I, you know to me um people have separated themselves from nature so much and to their own detriment you know we don't i don't think we belong in the typical i mean the typical modern house is a toxic swamp as far as i'm concerned um, that's completely disconnected from nature. The the air is impure. The you know the earth has a, a magnetic field that you know gets all messed up by modern houses, um, but it doesn't get messed up by mud. Doesn't get messed up by stone. Um, you can you can kind of one of these homes. You can I don't know connect with the energy of the earth a lot more. They're also you know that these homes don't need air conditioning. They don't need heating. Um, they, um, I don't, I just feel great. You know, it's, it's kind of like a, a comfortable version of, you know, I don't know, a hobbit hole. <laughs> I mean, it's right. It's, I mean, I think it's absolutely amazing. And I, so it's not the easiest thing to wrap my mind around how to get one myself, <laughs> like getting one in myself. Well, right? you got to get back to your inner 14 year old. Yeah. But in <laughs> Are you familiar with Mike Reynolds that does the... Yeah. Okay, so I interviewed him. Uh-huh. And, and his, one of his greenhouse things yep. in Taos, New Mexico. And it's like cool. arguably... It's arguably the nicest place I've ever been in. Uh-huh. And or slept in. Uh-huh. Cool. And uh, I slept in another one of the Airbnbs that he built. I felt like I was sleeping in like God's sound studio or like the... Mm -hmm. Or womb. <laughs> like a, yeah, it's like sure. a cave a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he did, and I was like realizing, wow, the nicest place I've ever been. And I've been to a lot of really expensive uh -huh, places, sure. fortunately, just to visit at least, is made out of trash. And yeah. then I look at this and like, this is, I could see this becoming one of the nicest places I've been. Uh, like yeah. just be seeing it in its process is even extra special. 
Yeah. And it's made, it looks like it's made of straw and mud. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's made with love, right? <laughs> yeah. Straw, I mean, mud, and love. love <laughs> but really. Love, mud, and straw. I mean, that com. sounds kind of cliche, but, but it's actually true. You know, it's not about money. It's sacred. And I think, I think that's so much of where we've lost our way is that everything's become about money. And, and at some point, you know, that doesn't feed your soul. I mean, it'll, it'll feed your, your stomach and that's great. But man, my soul really? needs Really? You eat money? <laughs> well, you know, it'll buy you some food. <laughs> Maybe not a whole lot of good food. There's this, one of my, I have one of my favorite musicians' name is John Butler Trio. And one of the, like his lyrics is like, you, you can't eat your money. Yeah. And like yeah. one of the, in the chorus of his song, I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. It, like money <laughs> isn't my religion, right? I have, there was a song about that that I, I love. Same, same idea. I mean, and it, it's just, you know, I mean, money's great. It's a tool. We need it. I, I don't want to rag on money, but... But it's not what my life is about, you know. Well, you're on the cutting edge of uh, farming or permaculture and all of the, whatever you call it. What do you call this? Just love, or was there, <laughs> is, there a, is there a name that you call what you're doing? You know, it's farming. I mean, in the end, you know, uh, regenerative farming. Regenerative farming. Sure. I would say that fits the bill for sure. Yeah. In the best of ways. I don't know. I mean. But it's, you know, it's, it's regenerating, you know, my soul and my connection to the land as much as it's regenerating the land itself. Right. And the goal is, cause I think in the end we're, we're, we're missing connection, you know, and, and we've become so di- disconnected, whether it's politics or whether it's, you know, money or the way, I mean, you know, you go to a nice hotel, you know, and, and it's hard to know what country you're in because they all look the same. I was just telling my friend Matt, who's watching this, I was like, you know, you could tra- people can travel the world and everything looks the same. Yeah. And that's sad. That is so weird to me. But it I, is, I was like, know, or they eat the same, right? And it's like, I think people ought to be eating out of an ecosystem and it ought to be there, the ecosystem they're living in. You know, if you're eating nose to tail or flower to leaf or, you know, out of your ecosystem, you know, and, and you're feeding the soil and, and you're, you're feeding the biology of that system, you're going to be healthy. You, you don't need something from the other side of the planet. You know, it's, it's all where you are. You know, I, I think people ought to be, they should, they should stop defining themselves by eating some specific thing that has nothing to do with where they live. You know, mm-hmm. eat, you know I, I think people should eat the food that grows where they live, right? I agree. I agree with that, <laughs> and and like when it grows, because yeah, the same, it grows, yeah, it doesn't exactly. grow this all throughout the year exactly. at the same place. It, it really it, doesn't, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like there's a there's a season for yeah. each thing, you know, and and it's so much more special when you eat peaches in the fall, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I'm a, I actually eat peaches all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my secret pleasures. It can't be perfect. So, you know, I, I've, my, like, the people would say we're both from Georgia. I was there from kindergarten and college. Have you ever oh, been to Georgia? I have never you know, been to Georgia, Georgia peaches. I don't know if yeah, you've heard yeah, this idea. I've heard that. I always try to think that Colorado peaches are it, but I don't know. I think that Colorado that's true. peaches are better. Really? Yes. Damn. Georgia peaches. I, I mean, I don't know what could be better than a Colorado California. Peach. I've had some California peaches that really rocked my world. I tell you what, a peach from good soil. Is probably going to be amazing. 
Yeah, oh yeah, the peaches. <laughs> peaches. I'm like, I'm about to go down the peach hole, the peach <laughs> rabbit trail. But... <laughs> all right, let's talk peaches. Right. <laughs> it's not well, really all right, our all right, thing. Let's, we're on that note, are, do peaches? Isn't it like, aren't they older trees? Don't don't they need to be older to harvest uh, the best? Or what is it with growing peach trees versus like apples or versus other? Do you grow? Do you have fruit trees on this? Yeah, land? we we do a lot of fruit trees, you know. And a lot of people think we're nuts, but I figure I'm just planning for the future, right? I mean, with with the way the weather's changing, I mean, this year was probably the best year that I've ever known for Colorado for fruit trees. Um, but yeah, we do peaches and apricots and plums and apples and pears, cherries. Um, haven't gotten a whole lot of anything. You know, essentially the big thing that I've seen is, you know, most people like to get their trees on dwarf rootstock and, you know, that's a much less hardy, you know, rootstock and it keeps the trees really small and it makes them mature really quickly. Okay. So you can get fruit a lot faster. Okay. I really like to do the more standard trees, the great big trees when I can. Um, They don't always fit everywhere. So that's not always, and we do a lot of solar here. So you can't really, you know, you put a big sander tree in front of your solar panels and, you know, solar panels don't work so great anymore. But, um, solar panels too. Y'all got just so many cool things going on. Yeah. We're, we're trying to get off grid. Um, we're, we're working on it. We're, we're moving. Are y'all on a well here? We do have a well. We've got, um, we've got a well and then we've also got ditch water, which is, you know, very Colorado thing or Western thing. What does that mean in ditch water? You know, um, essentially, we've got water that's coming, ours is coming out of Boulder Creek, um, and we've got a ditch that comes out of Boulder Creek, and then it feeds, you know, maybe a dozen different farms, and then it goes back into Boulder Creek again. Um, And we've got the rights to a certain amount of water, and that water, you know, gets spread on our fields every year. It's an interesting thing. I mean, I I don't know what's going to happen with it in the future, but at least right now, you know, as long as there's enough water in the creek for the fish and the wildlife and, and as long as kind of our, you know, everybody's got rights and different priorities. And so essentially they, you know, the, the creek is, you know, hopefully always the highest priority. And then the people who got their water rights first, and it's kind of in line, you know, first in time is first in line is wow. the way it works. Wow. So, but that's a whole, I mean, that's a whole rabbit hole of its own. I bet. Yeah. It's a, it's a very complicated one and hopefully going to change right now because it's all use it or lose it. And we've got a lot of water rights. So technically we're just supposed to be using ridiculous amounts of water. And, and I think we should all be trying to use as little water as possible, but, but also, you know, while building soil, um, because if you don't, you know, if you really limit your, your water, then you're limiting growth. And if you limit growth, you're limiting photosynthesis, which is limiting how much carbon you can put in the soil. And then it it can't hold as much water. So you can, you know, really cause a a downward spiral by, by not using water on land. I mean, it's kind of a funny thing. You you need to get growth to, to, uh, to be regenerative. Um, It's all about growth, maximizing growth. Well, I definitely want to maybe, if you had the capacity to create uh, just an on-the-spot blueprint of how someone could potentially, like, in their own way, like, what action people can take. Like, well, I want to live in a 
straw-built home. I still need to talk about the straw-built home. Why, why do people not build these homes more often? Or how is this hard to build? Is this, you know, insurance tell me comp- a little bit more about this home without men. Because you can't get insurance on it. Oh, you can't get insurance on it. Okay. Yeah. But see, I figure I got really good insurance. I got two hands. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I imagine this is like more resilient than normal homes too. You know, am, they're, am I they're wrong? They're way safer in terms of things like fire because there's, there's no hollow cavity in the wall. So like one of the big problems with fires... Um, you know, is electrical wires wires that are, that are in an open cavity with wood and insulation, right? You get a spark. That and makes sense. That makes you can sense. get a fire inside mm-hmm. the wall where mm-hmm. there's air. You know, there's no air mm-hmm. in these walls. Um, so, you know, a spark has nowhere to go. They've got a ton of thermal mass. And clay gets harder when you burn it. That's how you make pottery. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's uh, not, you know, yeah. It, it's it so just cool kind of gets stronger so. as, as it goes, which I think is really cool. But, um, you know, I'm I'm a, a big fan of, of deregulation of a lot of things and, and people taking personal responsibility. And I think our culture is just heading like a train wreck in the other direction right now. Um, we're, we're all kind of heading to where someone else is responsible for our well-being um, in pretty much every way. And that's a problem because, you know, then all of a sudden... I can't be responsible for my own home or my own food or my neighbor's home or my neighbor's food. And once you get the government involved, then you have to have all these rules and regulate it. And then I can't build my own home. And then I need insurance. You know, I need a contractor and I need lots of money. But if you get rid of all those rules, I can build my own home. And, and shouldn't I be able to? You know, <laughs> I don't understand you know, and you are doing that, or I don't know what you call this. If it's a home or what you call, I don't know what you even know, the regulations and rules and laws you know, around. They actually permitted these buildings, which is super cool. Okay. Um, they permitted them without you, but you can't get insurance on them. Yes. That, that's the idea. Okay. Yeah. You know, and it's not like there's a rule. I mean, there was an insurance company that said they'd be happy to insure them for 20000 a year, I think it was. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> I thought that was really big of I mean, I imagine that's, <laughs> um, I, I, how, much, like, how much does it cost to make this, if you don't mind yeah, me I asking? Mean, but, One of these, like in the smallest, if someone wanted to create like a, a just a, for a, a dad and a kid. It's a it, great question and a terrible question okay, all at once. Yeah, tell me because more. Because it's not about money. Like we built these pretty much all with waste material. I mean, yeah, we bought new wiring and new outlets, um, you know, but other than that, almost everything is, is someone else's garbage. Um, you know, these stones, uh, someone had them mined in China, had them taken on a boat over here, installed in their driveway and decided they were too pink. <laughs> Nice. So uh, they had to. Get, they told the contractor to get rid of them. They were too pink. They didn't like so, the color. And where where does stuff like that go? If someone's interested, I'm like, I want to go look for some of that stuff. <laughs> or, did, or you just have it's like a connection. And you just you know, got it. Yeah. So um, we have a, a friend who has a place. He basically they're 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 companies that exist to deconstruct buildings, um, oh. and. You can go, you know, there are places all over Denver in particular. I don't know how many of them are, you know, Queen City was one of the ones I remember right now that's coming to mind. But um, but there are all these places where you can get kind of architectural salvage and whatnot. But in the end, you just have to get kind of kind of in the loop. And, you know, we take all kinds of people's garbage. <laughs> you know? 
And so people kind of know to call us when they have cool garbage. Okay, that's a good. That's a that's a good. Um, <laughs> I mean, it just sounds ridiculous, but yeah, I'm the garbage hear. lady. You I know? love it. I have all kinds of tr- crazy stories about turning trash into treasure. Yeah, but I wanted to, before I do that, I'm thinking about because I've seen a lot of people bring apples. Uh-huh, and pumpkins yeah. here. Yeah. Let's talk about where all those apples and pumpkins for quickly. Yeah, they're for our pigs mainly. Uh, uh, so how <laughs> does one feed a pig? I mean, like, how do you feed pigs? It's so, like those pigs you have out there. I'm like, I mean, you have an operation here. There's like, so let's can we do this blueprint sure. thing? Thinking about the sure. pigs yeah. and the Think birds about some of the different animals and the cows and how, and how and to like, do it. Yeah, if someone would just want to do it, get started. Like Matt's here. You know, he's in Georgia. He might be. He has. He might be teaming with my brother, looking for ways to. Create sure. little permaculture plots. Sure, sure. How do you do it? I mean, you know, basically, you know, the way I look at it is, is what are the resources you have on a site? You know, that's the first thing you need to do is what are the resources I have access to? And, uh, you know, so if you want to do, say, pigs, for instance, you know, pigs, if you go down to Texas, um, you know, they're, they're overrunning Texas right now, right? Um, they're out of control. Why? Well, it's much warmer in Texas. You know, it's... Uh, They've got a lot more, um, you know, they've got, they've got different, uh, ecosystem you know, here. Um, there's really not much in the wild for a pig to eat. So, you know, when, when we were looking at pigs, you know, a lot of people talk about pastured pigs. Well, pigs don't digest grass a whole lot better than humans do. I mean, they do, they can get some nutrients out of it, but you can't, you know, most pigs just can't live on grass. Um, they need something more than that, you know, and pigs traditionally, they're going to eat, you know, they're going to root around and eat roots. They're going to eat rodents, you know, they're going to eat the mast off of trees, like I mean, people fruits, might, yeah. I don't know nuts. if everyone knows that, that pigs will eat rodents. Oh, they love rodents. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, it's funny people, you know, well, it's a whole, I mean, you know, don't get me going on the whole, <laughs> you know, vegetarian fed thing, which is, you know, code for GM corn and soy. I mean, you know, a vegetarian fed pig is, is a pig that's, that's unhappy and unhealthy. And is that do chickens, do chickens eat rodents as well? They love rodents uh, okay. and, and pigs love to eat chickens. <laughs> so, pigs yeah, I've had a couple, you know, and we raise our pigs and our chickens together. And normally it's great, but every so often you get a pig that gets a taste for chicken. Wow. And I'll tell you, that's expensive pork. My <laughs> <laughs> Chicken, right, pork fed. Wait, how do you even say that? You chicken say, fed pork. Chicken fed pork. Chicken fed pork. <laughs> Just like our vegan beef. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, okay. Right? I think I'm getting it. <laughs> this is getting like real inside. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so the pigs. So, you know, what we look at is here we are, we're in Boulder, Colorado. You know, pigs like forests. You know, they, they like a, a really abundant ecosystem, which is not what we have here, right? You know, we're in prairie grasses. This is not much for a pig other than rodents um, to eat. Like prairie dogs? When pigs eat prairie dogs? If they could catch them, you bet they would. Wow. You Y'all know? have prairie dogs here in this you know, area? You um, know, I've seen one here. Wow. But we in really other parts of Boulder, don't. there's a lot of them. There are a lot. We have voles here. We've got we've got too many voles. But anyway, that's a whole other story. Those, those are so cute, right? Those uh, really cute yeah. voles. <laughs> prairie yeah. dogs are a little it's, more aggressive at it's least. It's really cute when the voles <laughs> yeah. like ring your tree. You know, they eat the bark all the way around. And then you've got this beautiful tree that, that that's dead. Cause, <laughs> so cute. So cute. Um <laughs> 
So yeah, no, I'm not a big fan of oils, but I'm I'm sure they have a purpose, just like everything oh, else, yeah, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm not like, trying to give them credit for uh, not to not yeah. take care of them. How do you take care of? What do you do? Well, I mean, and we try to keep our ecosystem in balance, you know. And so, I mean, you know, we're not shooting our owls and our eagles, and you know, we're we're and and even the coyotes, you know, we 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 try to coexist because they all eat voles. Um, yeah. You know, and if we get rid of all those predators, then then we've got a vol problem. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about, you know, how do you keep your ecosystem in, in balance? And, um, and and right now, you know, well, when we arrived and it's from the beginning, we had too many. And, you know, we've kind of gotten them out of the pastures with the dogs and, and the raptors and whatnot. But we we had a problem with fencing gardens off because you fence the gardens off from the predators and then the voles come in. Um, so, you know, and, and that's seems just to be farming to me, you know, you solve one problem and cause another, um, you don't really want your dogs in your garden, but boy, are they great at keeping voles away. Um, so yeah, you know, it's whatever you learn one thing, get to the next, but so the pigs, you know, what we realized in terms of pigs is that, you know, we've got, we're, we're living right adjacent to Boulder, Colorado, which is a very, um, you know, upscale kind of area. And there's just a ton of really high quality food waste here. And nobody in Boulder County wants a compost facility or anything else anywhere near them, which, you know, I mean, we can, another whole story we can go into. I'm willing to go down that one. But, um, but, you know, because of that, um, people have to pay to get rid of their, their compost and their waste. They have to pay good money. And, and most of it goes more than a hundred miles away from here. Um, and so, where does it go? Do you, you know, know Donnie, and you know, it's Western has a, a big, you know, facility, yeah. I think, but, but whatever. Because nobody in Boulder County wants it close to them, right? Because it can smell when it gets out of control. And I think, you know, it's the same problem we get over and over. When you do things at too big a scale, you know, there, there's certainly efficiencies you get at big scale, but then there also there, there becomes waste problems, right? At small scales, the waste, just like in nature, it, it becomes food for something else, you know, and that's kind of what we're trying to do with the pigs and the birds is using other people's waste to become their food, right? At a small scale, you know, we can take the waste from, you know, community food share right now, you know, and it's amazing some of the waste we get because like all the local farms will give food to community food share or a lot of apples and pumpkins go there and then there really aren't that many poor people here that, that are looking for that food, which is shocking to me because a lot of it, when it's no longer kind of fit for human consumption, they send it over to us and the pigs prefer it when it's a little rotten. Um, and it's, it's great feed for them. And then we end up getting, you know, everything from pumpkins and apples. You know, we give them all the waste when we butcher you know, they do eat a lot of grass. They eat, you know, hay that's maybe not as high quality as what the cows, you know, would need. Um, so they're great. And they take all of this waste that, that there's no real use for other than, you know, hauling it really far away and composting it with all kinds of machinery, right? Instead, we just give it to the pigs. They eat it. And they drop out this perfect little compost pack out of their back ends, right? And it's already biologically active and it's going to feed the biology of the soil. So Hmm. they, you know, we had, we just got soil tests back on what we call our pig garden. Uh, The garden where we had the U-Pick this summer that you were 
hopefully oh, yeah. enjoying. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, that garden went from 3% organic matter to 14% organic matter um, after us feeding the pigs in there for a year and a half. I mean, unbelievable, right? It was a terrible little garden. One had all kinds of bug problems and, you know, wilty wow. plants. And we put pigs in there for a year and a half and used the old wood chips for the carbon and you know, we had to give it time to all break down, but once it all broke down, I mean, we've just been growing stuff out of the pig powered garden ever since for years. It hasn't, doesn't need anything. It just grows, grows voles really well too. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, this seems to like a very, like what you're doing seems to be the solution in my mind with all the chaos all around the world. It's like, well, if 10,000 more people could do what you're doing, then... Or 100,000 yeah, you know, million. Let's start with you know? 10, I mean, let's start with and then 100, and then a million. But if they just... And different versions of it, right? Because it's not like we have all the answers. You know, we've got one set of answers that's working right now in this time in this place. But, you know, in 10 years, it, it's going to look a little different than it does now, right? Because, you know, maybe it's just because we've been planting a whole bunch of oak trees. And in 10 years, those those pigs are going to be eating the, the acorns from the oak trees, right? And someone else is going to be getting that that waste. Or maybe if you're down in Georgia, but if you're down in Georgia, you're not going to be getting, you know, waste for the pigs. You might be getting, you know, citrus uh in Georgia, Peels. you know, we get in Georgia really good was watermelon. Yeah, well, pigs love watermelon. Yeah, really everybody loves and, and and frankly, the cows will eat watermelon, sheep will eat watermelon. I mean, a fruit is a great, you know, fruit and vegetables are great for almost all the animals, right? For ruminants and but you know, it's really just a matter of of finding, you know, what do you have? What's the resource that you have access to? Because, right, you know, and, and if you don't have all the food waste access, you know, there are, you know, I know people who are raising little cooney cooney pigs and, you know, they think they can go all on grass, but they can certainly do a much higher percentage of grass than my larger pigs can. You know, and I love my larger pigs, but if I didn't have the food waste, I'd probably switch to a cooney cooney because it'd probably be more appropriate for this area, right? But, oh, interesting. you know, you try yeah. to feed a cootie cootie on food waste and they get fat. Wow. <laughs> right? And it's funny because it's just like people are different, right? I mean, we don't all need the exact same diet. Yeah. And yeah. pigs don't either. They're different pig breeds and they've got different genetics and different cow breeds. And, you know, I mean, there, there's some cows you couldn't pay me to, to, to milk for dairy because they really need grain. Because they've been bred for it. Oh, wow. Interesting. You know? Well, and it's like, I don't want that milk either. That reminds me of like the breed, like certain dog breeds, like these, uh, what are the ones like the ink, those little pugs and uh -huh, other ones? Yeah, I think sure. like the mo I think they, they can't I, even not, reproduce. Yeah. Like, yeah it's it's it's, so it's a C, it's a artificial insemination yeah. C-section. Yes. Because they, they can't <sighs> do any of it on their, it's the so same. It's a man. -made. The chickens <laughs> you get in the grocery store or the turkeys you get in the grocery store, they can't reproduce. Really? Those so huge well, this breasts the that they There's have? so much to learn with this conversation. It's Holy nuts. mackerel. Where, yeah. do you, where do you send people if they're just like, I want to learn the ins and outs of this whole conversation? Do you have references or anything? You or know, you just, just I mean, because you're just doing it. There are so. a million books on it. I mean, we, you know, we're kind of like YouTube farmers. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because well, I mean, we only started 12 years ago, 13 years ago 13, now. Only 13. And I had never, neither of us had any background in agriculture or farming. So we were, you know, we were reading books. We were visiting farms, talking to people. 
I mean, you know, agro-tourism, I think, is one of the things that just needs to happen in a big scale. Because farms, I mean, it's really hard to make money selling food from a farm. I mean, that is not an easy thing because the the food that we're getting through the grocery stores is so subsidized and it's extractive and it's it's not it's not feeding the environment. I mean, frankly, it's not really feeding people. I mean, it's giving them calories, but it's also giving them heart disease and cancer. So, I mean, it's giving them lots of things. <laughs> but I I don't, you know, it, it's obviously not the answer, right? And if we need and want healthy food, we need to figure out how to make it profitable to make healthy food. And, and, and it, it's hardly there. I mean, almost all the farmers I know right now are, are getting their farm business subsidized or, or paid for in some way other than, than selling farm food. Um, and, and that's a problem. You know, it's a big problem. Hmm. Um, but I think agro-tourism could go a long way, right? I mean, if we could, you know, if all the farmers could be, you know, doing brunches, Sunday brunches for people and, you know, classes and, right. But, you know, that education and outreach and, and being able to make money doing it I and mean, doing weddings, I don't care. Yeah. I think we need to back are off these all, all things you're just starting to, are you starting to do here or something? You, know, you, know, you, you want me to start a restaurant here for you? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, a train ride through no. the cow pasture. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, we're actually doing all right because we're private. Um, but it's scary to be private because, you know, um, it, it's really hard. You, know, you can't advertise and be private, right? You, know, you put a big sign up, come join my private club. It's, it's hardly private anymore. Um, so the hard part's getting started. You know, how, how do you get started um, without, you know, selling yourself? And I, I think there are lots of ways to do it, right? Um, you know, networking and, and, you know, finding alignment with other groups, um, you know, like-minded people. Um, but you still, you need, you need a, a, an income source I mean, that's, you know, in, in order to get it going. Okay. All right. We'll see how we fit all this together <laughs> because I do want to make a note because not only do you have some of the best raw milk around that I know, and it's not, this isn't, I'm not necessarily, cause I don't know, last time I had a few friends that are coming, you said you were like closing down memberships. I don't know yeah. where you are with that. No, nah, like, we're opening them again, but it's okay. Okay, so it's, it's we've been growing so fast in the pandemic. It's like it's got me kind of spinning in circles. <laughs> well, I, I am definitely. I'm doing. Well, I'm promoting what I'm promoting what you're doing, which you don't know what you're doing because <laughs> the just the accessibility of these rich foods that you understand and the raw milk. The other one I want to make sure I talk about, just in case anyone else wants to mimic the potent bone broth you make. Yes, the bone, bone broth. broth. Um, I uh, I'm pretty impressed by like the, the what I usually get is the beef or the bird, but the beef in particular, it just, and it just seems like it has a potency. And I've talked to you about that. Do you have anything to say about how to make the best bone broth possible? I mean, I've got some cooking right now, um, but essentially, I mean, I think you know, to me, I mean, I want to use all parts of it. Um, I especially want to use the head and the hooves um, and ev and everything in between, right? Because all the different parts all have different nutrients um, that we need, and and you know, it just, you, you need something like vinegar in it to, to pull the new, you know, an acid to help break things down much faster. Salt. So like also, apple, what do y'all use? Do you use apple cider vinegar or something else? I usually use balsamic. Balsamic. Yeah. Balsamic. You know, apple cider vinegar. <laughs> well, vinegar. Like, yeah, it's funny. I like saving balsamic. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but as you had the apple cider vinegar. You know, I like to use apple cider vinegar when I'm doing things raw. 
um, because it, it's got all that live stuff in it that's awesome. But you don't need that when you're going to boil it for hours and hours. You're killing all that anyway. Um, and we actually, I mean, this is just absurd, but I got a 55-gallon or 50-gallon drum of organic balsamic from the waste stream probably eight years ago. The waste stream? You mean yep. that group that throws things away? Or what do you mean the waste stream? What does that mean? Uh, you know. The waste stream? Like the uh, saying? waste goes, stream. What does that mean? I don't know what you mean by that. You know, Boulder's waste stream stuff people don't want anymore. Yeah, so you got 55 gallons of balsamic? Yeah. Holy organic. Great. So, so yeah. That's I've, a nice I've, little I've, thing to pick up. <laughs> and a weird thing to pick up. But. It really weird. Organic rice wine vinegar, 50-gallon drum. Organic balsamic, a 50-gallon drum, and then I got a 50-gallon drum of some white vinegar as well. <laughs> wow, wow, vinegar. But it's so just free. been amazing. So, yes, yeah, so I've, I've just been using the balsamic because it's got this wonderful, rich flavor, and it has the acid that I need. Um, and then we use, you know, just a sea salt, you know, and, um, and, and the salt that I use is actually not even human-grade because I, I haven't been able to find human-grade salt that's good enough. <laughs> How ridiculous is that? So we eat the same salt that we um, feed our animals because it's so much, you know, for humans. Do you know where that salt's from? I know, I know. <sighs> There's a place in Utah, Redmond, Utah, the real salt company that, uh, that does Redmond clay. That I've this been... is really similar. This isn't Redmond, but it's, okay. it's, a, it's a similar one. It's got the volcanic and the ocean remains. Oops. And so it's got all the minerals from both. And, uh, it's, it's awesome. But anyway, so we use the, the, you know, real salt that hasn't been messed with, right. It hasn't been chlorinated or any of that other stuff. Iodized. It's just salt with all the minerals in it and the balsamic and a whole bunch of water. And then, you know, I always put pepper because pepper, hey, black pepper, black pepper, or, you know, but you could use any kind of pepper. I mean, okay. really, you know, all, pretty much every kind of pepper has this, um, capsaicin is that i'm not sure oh, I yeah i know what you're talking about. but it, yeah. it essentially it it makes fats more digestible and okay. the fat soluble nutrients more digestible and so I, I want it in all my bone broths because i i want people to be able to get the nutrients right because you're seeming extra fatty maybe because you're using the head which one I, which heads do you use i use all of them the bird head i thought at one point you said you weren't putting the bird I, heads i often feed the bird heads to the pigs or the dogs okay wow <laughs> I mean, it's just like <laughs> they bird really head, like them. <laughs> bird head fed pig. Bird head fed pig. It's a delicacy. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, it, well, and it's true though. But if you see, like you know, we have our birds are actually free range, right? And you know, for any of your listeners, right? Free range means almost nothing. Um, but actually, free range is what ours do, right? They're on twenty-seven acres and they run around, and they're they're predators out there, which is why other people don't actually do free range, right? Because Predators will pick off your birds. And what all birds do you have here that you're harvesting and farming? Uh, we do chickens, ducks, turkeys, and geese. And you just have them. They're literally just roaming free. You know that. I, I know that. I know that. I come here and I know that. I'm just like, <laughs> how, do, how do they sure. do? Like, yeah, now that I'm asking, I'm, th I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of someone else that was like maybe looking to, like, oh, I have some land. I might try to mimic something like this. 
I'm like, well, how are you just, how are your bird? how do you just get all these birds to free, free range on your land? What, don't, don't they go somewhere? Or what, what no, you, the getting's good here. And what is the getting? <laughs> what, do you, what do you just feed them in the you same know, essentially area? Essentially, they've got a good place to sleep at night, and they go in a to sleep coop. at night because it keeps them safe. All the different breeds sleep We've in this? We've got like five different coops that they sleep in. Do the turkeys four. sleep in one spot and the geese in another spot and the duck no, in they, another? So they, they like mix to it up? mix, yeah. Wow. I mean, we kind of did, we have like a house for the ducks but there are probably a dozen chickens that think they're ducks or like to be with the ducks or wow, you know what i mean and like wow, the geese. this is so inclusive yeah i mean it's not you know it's the diversity thing <laughs> yeah. you know i mean and we've got chickens to sleep with the pigs i mean they're literally sleep on the pig's back they love it hmm. wow. i you know i don't know why but it's the like pigs charlotte's are warm, web right it it's, is where's charlotte are you but charlotte? i mean it's real you know what i mean i mean that's the way nature is i mean these different animals will bond you know, and the chickens love to be near the cows and the sheep because the cows and the sheep attract flies and the chickens like to eat flies, right? So they hang out near the, the, the pigs and the sheep and they eat the flies. And the sh- cows and the sheep love that, right? Because they don't have flies bugging them. But so the sheep, like, is there any animals not to mix? Like, you just make it, the way that someone, I feel like someone, <laughs> I feel like someone's just going to buy it, like the mimic Noah's Ark tomorrow. Yeah. They're just going to put Noah's Ark tomorrow in their backyard, all I the mean, animals. Honestly, I, I think it's a great idea. I mean, well. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, you, you got to make sure that the pigs are well enough fed that they're not going to eat the chickens. And these balance. Okay, the pigs eating chickens, you know, I just don't think. So the, you, this whole pig conversation, I have the first <laughs> animal I ever hunted to kill was a pig in Texas. Okay, cool. And then I also went hunted for hunting for pigs in Hawaii with dogs. Yeah. And then I learned about this, like, in the Hawaii, the Hawaiian pigs, like the fruit-fed pigs in the yeah, jungle. sure. Compared to the mountain pigs fed pigs yeah and they're like the twigs and the roots sure it's like these jungle fed pigs are extra good <laughs> well they're fatter you they, know people and are talking about like the, the fruit acorns. like, like they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're just like eating all you can eat fruit yeah and well, i'm thinking the acorns like are how they usually finish them in the in the fall no no no. these are no, wild these are pigs why okay. they hunt for right. for hunters these are for hunters uh-huh. yep. they're they're the saying that yeah. the jungle fed pigs are a whole different experience yeah, because sure. they pretty much ate all you could eat fruit versus root yeah, no. They... So I'm thinking, like you here, you're feeding these pigs like you have like a real pumpkin-fed pig. Yeah, patch. yeah. We we're probably squash finished. Squash finished. <laughs> squash and apple finished. <laughs> I mean, it is. That's that's. But you know, we don't finish them all in the fall. I mean, we'll probably, we'll probably. Yeah, I mean, we we finish a lot in the fall. We finish some in the summer as well. And I want to make sure to include, because we are past 44 minutes already. Look at that. Time flies, time flies, or does it? Um, I remember I came in here once and I was like, Do you, are you gonna, when are you going to start asking for your vaccine passport? <laughs> for the yeah. private membership. God, thank God are we you don't gonna, have to do that. You don't thank have to do that. God. Yeah. No, it's, it's not happening here ever. <clears throat> ever. Yeah. We we take personal responsibility here. Everyone's everyone's responsible for their own health, and and I expect people to be respectful too. You know, if someone wants to wear a mask and they want distance, I want to give it to them. I mean, I I you know I don't want to put anyone in harm's way. Um, you know, and and we you know the store. Thank goodness we we tend not to get a lot of people at one time. People have a lot of space. Um, if, if they want to wear a mask, that's cool. If they don't, I'm cool with that too. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of the beauties of being private. 
they're Do you have some friends that. in Boulder that are facing some, I mean, I have some friends. I might, I might even go to that meeting I told you about last yeah, time. It's like, yeah. they're like, there are groups of entrepreneurs and business and business owners coming together that like do not want to um, sh- um, show hey, proof of compliance. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand. I mean, I, I, you know, yeah. I, you, it seems like I, you found a different, you found like a little different you know, uh, I hardly, way. But, I hardly ever leave the farm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and truth be told, like I, I, and you know, because of it, I, I get to kind of make my own rules to some extent. I mean, you know, knock on wood, hopefully they won't come after me and try to force me to do whatever. But you know, we're, I mean, I, I'm a big, I mean, there are a lot of things besides vaccines that that work great against this virus and and against all kinds of other viruses and all kinds of other diseases too. And I'm a big fan of of promoting personal health. You know, I I had a customer recently, I thought it was really great. They're like, yeah, people ought to have vitamin D passports. You know, they ought to test people. And if they have over, you know, 30, I don't know if it's internet, what the units are, but like it's, you know, 30 or above is really great vitamin D. And, and the truth is people who have lots of vitamin D just don't get sick. You know, I don't know why that is. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I've read some stuff about it. People with really low vitamin D tend to have a lot of problems. Well, you know, I, maybe we should require everyone to get tested for vitamin D. Um, you know, I, I don't know. And, and, I think, you know, what you eat has a lot to do with your um, susceptibility and, and, and genetics. And, but um, but I, I kind of feel like we should all, all be responsible for our own health. Yeah, well, I, I will tell you this. That I, I did go to the, with our friend Matt here. Uh, Wit here. Wit, 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 Wit and I went to the Boulder Market, the Winter Market. Uh-huh. Cool. And they did have a, a thing where... Um, there was a few vac- non-vaccinated vendors outside. Oh wow! Segregated from, from the, the venue, vac- which was wow. vaccinated vendors and Damn. patrons only. Wow! So then I went up there and asked because I actually got there and I wanted to just like see if this was real because yeah. I don't think I've ever seen segregation like that. In yeah, my, with my own. I've heard eyes. people talking about how they're starting to segregate people versus the vaccinations. I, that's why I heard that's it nuts. too. I heard it. I thought it blew my mind a little bit. So I was like, let me just, if this is actually happening just like 20 minutes away, I got to go check it out. Yeah. And I had to go pee pretty good. And <laughs> that, so I wanted to first find where I could go to the bathroom. Yeah. And they literally, they, they, there's like a, you, the, non, that, the, the non-vaccinated yeah. go out that bathroom. And then that bathroom was locked. And I was wow. like, this is, anyways, it just turned into this like, yeah, it's a very surreal experience in my life. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was kind of a joke in a way, and I've heard things yeah. about other countries that I wasn't able to see with my own eyes. But this was this was pretty legit. It wasn't like dangerous. Like no one was like, "Don't you try to come in here." It was yeah. more, but like, yeah, they were like, "Yes, we well, hired these people to make sure that you were vaccinated before to come in this venue." Well, and I remember when you know planes had smoking and not smoking. Oh, right? wow! I never, saw, I've never been in a plane where you can smoke. <laughs> never did. Yeah, that. I mean, the whole my whole childhood, um, you know, there was a smoking section and a non-smoking section, and I remember, you know, always seeming like I got in the front, you know, the front row of non-smoking, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that's because they were well literally finished, smoking but, you know, on the plane? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, people chain smoking. because you know, But that's people, segregation. I mean, it is. Yeah, that's like, but that makes more, at least I know. It, well, this yeah, to me is a little it's less It's an interesting uh, thing, isn't it? I know. Logical, I think. I love that segregation. <laughs> and I'm sure there's some people who love this, right? Because they're I, oh, scared. Oh. Um, you know. Seeming there was a good bit of people there. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Damn, I you know I don't I don't get it because I mean if the vaccine works, 
then get it and don't don't be scared of me <laughs> um you know and, and and i think i mean and, and and the truth is even people with vaccines can carry this disease so i mean maybe they're less likely to but so is a less so is a more healthy person so maybe we should require people to be healthy i don't know i mean yeah. what do you you know it, it's I, it's confusing i mean because you know and and i don't I mean, I don't want to be prejudiced against people who are who are sick and, and vulnerable either, um, and, and those are real issues. Um, I, you know, I, as I think for most sicknesses, I, I've never looked at the breakdown <laughs> of every influenza or common cold. What sure. the mortality rate is versus sure. the elderly versus the younger. Sure. But I imagine it's older for the elderly. I mean, it, it, but there's some sort of I don't know. Like you, I'm imagining you've read like books like 1984 or. Or no, you know, you I haven't living? actually, but <laughs> I, I, it seems like, you know, it, you seem, it just seems like there's yeah. a, I sometimes get confused. Like, does no one know what, what is happening? Yeah. And, and it, it is that herd animals. Yeah. Like, and, you, well, know? you know, and we all, I mean, you know, people are going to die. And I, I think our culture has, has disconnected in a, in a dangerous way from death. Um, and, and I think we've, we have lost you know, we lose the connection to the sacredness of life when we lose connection to death. And I think we have to, to remember that we're all going to die. And it's a good thing. You know, I am going to die. And because I know that I'm going to die, my life is more precious to me. Um, you know, I, I've known people with terminal diseases and, and I, I get that it must be, you know, really hard not to think about that. But I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Um, it happens all, all the time, you know, and more people are still dying of cancer every year than they are dying of COVID. More people are dying of heart disease every year th than they are of COVID and diabetes is on the rise. Um, and, and it's, it's pretty, you know, it's maybe neck and neck with COVID right now, I think. So, so why all the focus on, on COVID? I mean, you know, should Coca-Cola be allowed, you know, in, in that festival where all those people are? Because if they drink that Coca-Cola, they're going to be a lot more susceptible to COVID, if you ask me. I mean, based on my understanding of it. So, you know, at some point, what's, you know, what I don't know, right? They're all, I don't know. It's it's complicated, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I mean, I think what you said there was just very refreshing. So thank you. <laughs> Um, sure. You Matt. also sell a lot of organ meats. You <laughs> I sell, you, I see pig testicles. I see, <laughs> I see lamb yep. liver. I see, I don't see brains, but you put the heads of they're, the animals they're in, in the, the bone broth. broth. Yeah. I see bones. Oh, that bone marrow. Yep. I mean, I, I don't know. What, what do you eat? And all these different things. <laughs> I eat what other people because, don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of how I feel. The more and the more I've experimented with diets, the more and more I'm getting into that bone marrow. <laughs> Into those, uh, into testicles, into sure. heart, into liver. Sure. And then you also sell tribe vitamins. I do. Which makes it for the people that don't want, even want to think about it or don't even care about yeah. it, but seemingly get great effects. Uh, uh, people love them. I love them. I love them. What do you, I mean, you have anything to say about organs in general or? I mean, I, you know, I think people need to eat nose to tail. Um, you know, I, I think if you want to be healthy, I mean, it's just like a cow. You don't want to just eat grass. You want to eat all the different forbs and grasses and legumes and all those things that are designed for cows to eat, you know. 
And and if you're a pig, you don't want to just eat grains. You, you know, you want to eat fruits and vegetables and you want to eat meat too, for crying out loud. And they love dairy waste. You know, that's one of their favorite Which things. ones? The pigs? All of them. Cows. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. The cows. dairy waste. Because I, I have seen cheese being made. Yeah. And then yeah. I saw them feed off the whey. Yeah. The whey. goes to the, the pigs. pigs. Baby birds. Is that birds. what y'all, y'all's we, pigs eat the whey and the absolutely. birds? Absolutely. But we give it to baby birds because it's really high protein and it's hard to get enough protein for baby birds to grow. Um, so it really helps them um, if they get some whey. But yeah. So um, yeah, the whey to the pigs. But yeah, the, that whey stream, whey stream thing. It's it is funny though how there is how dynamic a processes can be and then certain like you said you might get annoyed by the grass fed thing because sure certain people just come in with certain parameters they yeah. need to know like organic grass fed yeah or, but, yeah and then how how dangerous that can be though yeah because it's um, it's the the, the information so bad the information is terrible he's late. one of my friends I interviewed this buffalo farmer and he was telling me when you, the birds that you can enhance a bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, UGA, the UGA Agriculture Department, like solicited him or something to explain to him he could get more yield for his meat if he enhanced it with phosphate water. Oh, sure. And that you don't have to put it on the label as long as it's less yeah. than a certain percentage. Yeah, I mean, you don't, I mean, you just kind of like the grass fed thing you were yeah, saying earlier. But we, now they're spraying disinfectants on ground beef in the grocery store. I mean, that's disgusting. Yeah, this is definitely inspiring. <laughs> I'm imagining inspiring people to maybe try to find a farm. The minimum, a so. farmer friend, and the minimum, I mean, maybe start farming their own and or hunting. I mean, you know, Just you little... don't know how something's grown unless you see how it's grown. I think, I mean, that's one of the strongest arguments for eating regional food is, you know, see how it's grown yourself. You know, quit, quit. I mean, these people, I mean, the inspections that happen for organic happen once a year and they call you beforehand and schedule. This is another thing. I have heard That's this ridiculous. crazy shit. Like my, my uncle or I something. I could hide anything I wanted from them. Yeah, that's what he said. My These guys were telling my uncle who like lives in South Jersey and he's just yeah. like an old G in South Jersey and he just knows all these farmers. And they made jokes about it. Like, yeah. oh yeah, we're organic for a day a year. Yeah, like, that's one what day they a tell year. Them. That's <laughs> all, you know, and, and, and you grass-fed. You have to be grass-fed one day a year. You have to be, what you know, and it's like, so, I mean, that's why you want your own farm, right? That's why you want to be able to, to walk around your farm and see what's actually happening. Because unless you're there or some friend, someone you really trust, I mean, because do you trust an inspector you've never met who's frankly getting paid by the farmers to inspect them? <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, this is, it's not a good system. I mean, you know, do you think there's no graft in, 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 in big food? You know, really? Like, you think all of Monsanto's studies are done by scientists that are just paid to, to find out whether or not glyphosate is good for you? I mean, I'm pretty sure those scientists, you know, are, are paid to find out that it's fine. <laughs> you know, I mean. Well, and, and you're, and I, I, I sometimes I've, I've heard a lot about glyphosate, and I even take products that apparently sometimes detox glyphosate, and I sure. aim to avoid it. What is yeah. what is glyphosate from you? I, said, I, mean, you I would know, love to hear from you. You know, it's a chemical that was, you know, that's that's been used for years and years. That's very effective at you know killing kind of the microbiome of pretty much anything, um, and you know they've designed crops that can be grown and that glyphosate doesn't kill them. And so, it, it, I mean, it's amazing technology. I mean, I've visited some of these farms and it's incredible. Like you, 
you go on one of these farms that's, you know, making corn that's turning into the, the vegetable oil that, that people like to eat. And it's this field where there's zero life except for the corn plants. And the corn plants are beautiful. I mean, it's amazing. In a way, it's totally beautiful, but it's, it's creepy because that's not how nature works. You know, and that soil is, is devoid of all life. It's just a medium to hold the roots. Um, I, I don't know. I, glyphosate is, it's, it's a brilliant product. It's a very effective product. It'll kill almost anything you spray it on. And, and it'll, if you, if it's on your food, it'll destroy your microbiome. Mm-hmm. And it may not harm you directly, which has always been the argument, but you need your microbiome. If you're going to survive COVID, you need a healthy microbiome, you know, and it's not just COVID. I mean, without that, you know, a common cold will kill you. Yeah, that, that, there's there's a lot to that whole thing. Yeah. And a lot of lawsuits around it, too. There are a lot of lawsuits and people are finally starting to win. Um, and, you know, but the, the problem is, I mean, it, you know, it's they'll just come up, you know, I mean, they've already come up with a, a new one. I don't know what the name of it is, but it's, you know, based on Agent Orange. <laughs> I mean, it's like we've already been down this road. Uh, gosh, well, that's why I thought was segregation, too. Yeah, you, that's what I thought you just well. you just change one little aspect of, you know, these <sighs> these really toxic things and then you don't actually know that they're toxic. It's possible that they won't kill you. So you can use that until you know, the FDA has figured out that it's toxic again, you know, and, and that takes years. Mm. So now they're using new chemicals and, and, you know, it, it, it's just a, you know, it, it's an ongoing downward spiral. You know, the, the chemicals they need to use keep, keep getting stronger and stronger and, and more and more deadly. And, um, you know, and, and that's, that's the way health is too, right? You're, you're either spiraling up or you're spiraling down. And I think, you know, whether you're a fan of vaccines or not, I, I think you should be focused on getting healthy, you know, and building your immune system because that's how we're going to get actually get out of this because COVID's not the first disease and it's not going to be the last disease and, and it's going to mutate. And in the end, you know, the people who are going to fare well are the people who have healthy microbiomes. And, and I think we need to do everything we can to encourage a healthy microbiome in, in ourselves and in everyone else. I mean, what we can do to help other people, you know? Yeah. And fermented foods. I mean, that's one of the top things on the list that I'm aware of. Yeah. I'm sipping on some of the apple cider from the, um, what, what's the kitchen? Is it, what, what do you phrase the kitchen area called? The Alice you know, Alice's kitchen? underground. Alice's <laughs> yeah. underground. Yeah. I yeah. got some apple cider before the show. <laughs> it's yummy. And, um, you don't sell vegetable oil, do you? <laughs> I because I, you saw a lot of different things like apple cider, a, but what it, no. I think they should have a skull and crossbone on pretty much any vegetable oil. I you know it, it, whenever I eat any you know kind of inadvertently I go to a restaurant with somebody and it feels like lead in my stomach. I I yeah huh. you know and and it's I mean again that's a whole nother um, issue. But the you know, vegetable oil, it's just, it's all omega-6s. I mean, it's so high in omega-6s. And I, I think, I think most of us, I mean, they're good omega-6s and bad omega-6s and it's not black and white, but in the end, you know, we need really great sources of omega-3s if we're going to be healthy because in general, you know, if you have too much omega-6 and not enough omega-3, you've got inflammation. 
And that's what vegetable oils do, you know, and, and the vilified animal fats. But in the end, if you have animal fats from animals who are healthy and eating healthy diets, you're going to get the omega-3s you need and you're going to be healthy. And this whole thing about saturated fat is nuts. It's brain yeah, food. It's, it's really, this whole thing is just so wild. Like even where, how like the science and the propaganda of the science <laughs> propaganda. and the politics and then the, the gossip and then the business and then like yeah. they get, because in reality, I think before any of this, I imagine that indigenous people, if they were just had all you can eat bison or elk or pronghorn or whatever it is, oh when God, they killed it, they're eating it. And, and it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't if it was good for them or not, if they may, maybe they killed an unhealthy pronghorn or maybe something was wrong with the organ. Yeah, and it's like, sure. Oh, we won't eat that one. Yeah. That was like the health decision. But now it's like, Certain yeah. people have to be cert- convinced of certain things because they've been like indoctrinated because from the medical route, or yeah, they've been indoctrinated they from their uh, Southern Baptist preacher that likes to do all you can eat, and that's like right. part of their sure. spiritual path. Yeah, or it's like part of the fish. You know, it's yeah. just like oh god, this is like a fun maze to dissect it's, with you. So thank you. I'm just yeah, taking notes and celebrating, <laughs> celebrating the craziness of it all. Yeah, the craziness of it all. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to make sure that we include that maybe you do some, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows who's listening? Yeah, I don't know. No, I, I think we covered a good, good range of stuff. That was, that was a good session. Well, I definitely want to say so. thank you. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Yeah, I want to thank you. Thank and, you. Um, because, yeah, ever since I've, I guess, became a conscious to how and what I consume and what that consumes uh, does for me, um, I've always like met different crazy, different people, different farmers, different hunters, different people that are made a lifestyle out of this and made it like a path out of it. And I think it's super inspiring and super important and super yeah. like kind of modern day hero, hero, like a modern day hero. But hopefully, because according like with everyone, like with kids growing up thinking like bananas come from sure. shelves. <laughs> They come from a grocery store, right? It's just Pizza a comes very from a tree. different thing. It's a very different thing. Yeah. Like Davina is like, she like knows where the chickens might be lying the eggs. That's like a big step. Yeah. No, a big step is. for like most any person. It like is. you could guess where chicken lay, lay eggs because the only pl- place most people know about eggs were like, like painted they, white eggs. Easter bunnies lay eggs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm like, it's just so crazy. <laughs> anyways, anyways, thank you. Thank you. No, no, thank you. And I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. To be continued. I remember that colostrum you served that one time. That <laughs> your colostrum man. Oh man, if you could put a wait list on that one, that was <laughs> it's good stuff. What do you think about humans eating colostrum? Which is a little bonus for my I mean, my milk nerds out there. I mean, you know, it's it's what the cows or humans make. Um, it's the first milk for babies, baby cows or baby humans or baby whatever you know that um, is designed to build their immune system. So again, I think it's another great way to, um, to, to try to, to build your immune system, not just for fighting COVID, but for whatever else, because lots of things are out there um, and lots of things are going to be out there. And um, to me, I, I just want to be healthy, have a good shot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's so ironic i just want to be healthy have a good shot i, I bet pfizer is going to take that <laughs> yeah i didn't actually that yeah, kind yeah, of shot, no, but did they're going to take that they're going to yeah, be like no, you're funny yeah that's good <laughs> they're going to take that yeah. they're going to owe you some yeah royalties on that one. Royalties <laughs> on, yeah good shot just need i a just want to be healthy and maybe have a, good a good shot, shot of my beat kvass how's that there you that's, go. That's, yeah. that'll that'll do it i for like me. those drinks a good as well. shot of something with some vitamin d in it or i don't know that's that's one of the, the milk things lots of vitamin a and d vitamin stuff. a and d in milk raw milk yep retinol 
when you say vitamin A, is it like, or is that right? <laughs> it's just vitamin A, I think. Okay. You know, I yeah, it's beta carotene. Like, what would stuff. be the difference when the re- the vitamin A coming from the liver versus the re- vitamin A coming oh, from the man. milk? No, I, I'm not even sure. I, you know, so I mean, I think any vitamin A is accessible by any human and usable. The the problem is that a lot of people can't use beta carotene, um, which in the store you're you, they're in, they're considered interchangeable on labels oh so, so someone can, can label beta carotene as vitamin a yeah which is misleading and problematic because like if i eat pers- me personally if i eat a ton of carrots I, I start to turn a little orange I, that happened to me as a baby yeah so people who can't handle um beta carotene as well um, really need vitamin a and and you you only get vitamin a from the animal products and, and it depends like you know, when you get, God, it's, it's, it's a rabbit hole, but when you eat the fat from an animal, so like some animals put vitamin A in their fat and some put beta carotene in their fat Mm -hmm. and some, and the milk, you know, so we've got some cows that actually do vitamin A and some that do beta carotene. Whoa, whoa. Right, yeah, it's and really thick in the plot. Yeah, it is. I know. One. I know. No, no we no, should. No, no, we should I'm, call I'm, it. We should do this on an, on another. Well, I well I <laughs> what I know is from the liver. My understanding is the bison liver might be the highest like containing retinol, which uh-huh. I thought is like the vitamin A found in animal flesh in yes. the natural form. Yes, that you can find the vitamin A in all animals is going to be great. I I think isn't the highest in um cod liver oil? I wonder. I wonder. I wonder what the difference is. I mean, I, I've heard this is what I've also heard polar bear liver is so high it's toxic. Huh, interesting. So I yeah, know. I don't it's know. Like, I don't know. Wow. What I know is that you know you really I mean there's some of us and it sounds like you and me are both two of them but but you really need some vitamin A. You know the 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 just beta keratin is going to work for I think it's like 40% of the population. Well, what I would say is I've heard this retinol thing or vitamin A thing coming from the liver. It's awesome to know it might be in the milk as well because I now I think about milk advertising vitamin A. I don't yeah. know if they enhanced it with so vitamin they, A. Or well, they what? do. Oh, gosh. They do. So Jeez, Louise. And and the government has basically so it, and and it's funny because you only get vitamin A and D in 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 the fat in milk. You don't get it in skim milk, but okay, our yeah. government has told us that you sh- that fat is bad for you. So people want to drink skim milk because it's healthier, but it's had all the vitamin A and D removed. Mm-hmm. And so then they add synthetic vitamin A and D so to the wacky. milk. So crazy. And the synthetic vitamin A and D are a little different than the ones that yeah, you're going to find in the bison liver or in the milk or whatever. And, and I, you know, I, I'm, I can't tell you all the differences, but I bet, you know, I, I, I'm confident that what you get from a vitamin pill isn't with the same as what you get from food. Yeah. I saw a brilliant from ad. I'm food. sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to go on a tangent, but I got to do this because it was such a, I, the most brilliant ad I ever saw in my life. And it had, it was a full page ad. It was, I want to say it was in New York, New Yorker magazine, but I, I don't know. It was, I mean, 20 years ago or whenever it was, it was a long time ago. It had a big picture of like a red delicious apple. It was this perfect apple. And then on the top, it said, what if God had to label ingredients? And it had this list of like 500 ingredients, like chemicals that you've never, you know, pheno thistle alcoholic butyl you know whatever you couldn't read the damn thing there were all these ingredients and and it was an ad 
for things like processed foods, right, that shouldn't have to list the ingredients because people wouldn't understand. And the idea was that essentially an apple is made up of all these things. But I mean, and and it was a brilliant ad because an apple probably is made up of all those things, but you couldn't take all those things in a lab and mix them together and get an apple. Like there's no way to do that. You know, and and to me, it's like, it it just points out the obvious that yes, an apple might be made up of all those things, but it's more than the sum of its parts. It's coming from a natural system. And there's something about that that we don't understand, you know, and, 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 and I think we need to respect that, that we're not God, you know? <laughs> that's, fu- that's so funny because you say that because m- when it comes down to it, some people, one of the most common questions I get is like, oh, what's in the, what's in the tribe, like the bison liver? Yeah, like, uh-huh. they're like, they're, 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 what's in it? Yeah, it's like, bi- it's and bison I'm like, liver. I'm like, bison liver. And they're like, no, but what's in it? <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, well, you know, I'm like, this <laughs> is like, God's formula. These are some of the things yeah. that people say. You're as just a trying high, not yeah. to mess it up. Yeah, yeah. I'm I just, mean, right? Yeah, that's, try and preserve it so you can like microdose yeah. it on the day. And yeah, that's my goal. It's like, how can I get food to people that I haven't ruined? You know, because our industrial system is ruining all this food and people don't know it. And yeah, I don't know. Okay. Well, here we go. <laughs> she, she has to go and keep solving things with her own hands in the dirt. So I thank to, you. Thank you. Get you. back in the mud and make myself happy. Get my 14-year-old happy again. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, if, if anyone wants to reach out to you, is there a way that you would suggest, like an email or anything like that uh, or a website? Sure. Or? It's uh, thegoldenhoof at iCloud.com. Great. T-H-E, goldenhoof at iCloud.com. Great. All right. Thanks. Thank you. And we broke time. One thirteen. Boom. Night.